I'm Josh Pollard. I'm Joe Destasio. And this is Story Players, the podcast that analyzes story-driven video games. Today, we're discussing the bonus episode of Life is Strange Before the Storm. It's called Farewell and is available to anyone who has purchased the deluxe edition of the game. Like our previous Life is Strange episodes, we are going to go straight into Spoiler Central. There's not going to be an introduction uh, that, that covers what this game is about. At this point, if you're listening to an episode about this game, you've played through it at this point. So uh, here is your last and only big spoiler warning for this game. Everything from here on out for the rest of this episode will cover uh, the bonus episode, Farewell, in depth. It'll We will be giving uh, all of our thoughts on what happens in it and any closing thoughts on the series because this should be be the last game that we play in the max and chloe saga yeah probably we'll go through the full recap later but just overall initial thoughts what do you think about this episode i i always like to start by saying what my expectations were and after episodes two and three of before the storm my expectations were not high they they had really fallen after getting set pretty high after episode yeah, one episode one was great uh so I really wasn't sure what to expect, and they exceeded my expectations. All right. I, it, it's so short. It is, I mean, it, it took me not much more than an hour. Yeah, same here. And I didn't feel like my time was wasted. I knew that it was short because you played it first and told me. So that that probably impacted my playthrough a little bit because I, I knew absolutely that i was going to just do everything imaginable everything available in this game i was going to do and not miss anything but it was it was good i loved the fact that ashley birch was back as chloe's voice mm-hmm. as as the voice voice actress of chloe price and she was the writer of the of the episode too yeah and max's voice actress returned for this episode as well hannah tell so it's actually like I didn't even realize this was going to be the time period here, but you know, this is, this is a younger version of, of the characters. Right. Mm-hmm. And we saw them before during uh, life is strange season one in some of the earlier scenes right? They're, where they're much younger. I think they're like 12 maybe. So it's just those versions of those two characters. So it's, you know, it's, it's the actresses trying to play a younger version. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't sound like the normal cells or what, right. like what we experienced for most of the first season. But yeah, you can tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So what did you think of it? Yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was a cute story. It's got some great conversational moments in it. I didn't know going into it, how long it was going to be. I mean, we, we kind of figured it'd be shorter, but it just felt like it was over real quick. Yeah, you know? it, was. it just sort of ends. And I mean, it ends in a great place. I mean, it makes sense why it ends and there's really nothing to go to do after that, but it just kind of ended. It did make me make me think that the way that this prequel is set up, not just this particular episode, but it the whole uh, Before the Storm series, it feels like now life is strange as a whole, both the original season and this, it seems like it's it's about Chloe, right? Whereas when you first play the first season, it's all about it's about Max, right? Mm-hmm. Chloe's a major character. Right. But it's almost like it's almost like, you know, in Star Wars when you, when you watch the original trilogy, you think it's about Luke. But when you start watching the prequels, it's like, wait a minute, it kind of recontextualizes the original trilogy. And it feels like it's much more about Darth Vader. It right. feels like it's much more about Anakin. And like the the prequel trilogy is, 
you know, how he comes to, how he comes to be a bad person or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the original trilogy is like his redemption arc. It kind of feels like that here where Chloe is like the main character of this, (laughs) of this saga. You know, everything seems to center around her. Well, and, and the final decision of season one was, was centered around Chloe. So yeah, yeah, I, I think that's, that's absolutely a valid statement to make that, that Chloe is the actual main focal point of this entire series, even though she's not the one with the superpowers. No. Oh, I miss the superpowers. <laughs> well, why don't we get into the recap and then we'll give all of our, our final closing thoughts on the game and the series after we go through the recap. All right. I mean, it shouldn't take too long. Like I said, there's not much, there's not much going on here and there weren't really any decisions to make. No, no decisions of consequence. None of the decisions when it like gave you the big scary noise. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. And and it didn't have the ending, you know, where it tells you what everybody chose and Mm -hmm. what decisions they made. Even if it isn't always a decision, just sometimes interacting with a certain thing. Right. They're like watering a plant or not watering a plant would show up at the end. Okay. Well, we open with uh, Max and Chloe in Chloe's bedroom and they're about to blow up some dolls. As we mentioned earlier, the girls are younger. Like we saw them in, in portions of Life is Strange season one. It kind of reminded me of Toy Story here, like Sid. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> those things got destroyed. And how dumb of an idea was this <laughs> to do this in your bedroom instead of out in the backyard? <laughs> Oh, I just love the way that after they light it, they just start, you know, squealing like little, like little girls trying to find cover. Like, they really didn't think this through. Well, and, and Max is like, I think your mom's going to be mad about a hole in the floor. <laughs> so after that, Max seems to be there to help Chloe clean up her room and, and find junk to throw away. Each thing that she comes across kind of sparks a memory, a little internal discussion. And if you try to throw the item away, then usually Chloe will just say, no, you can't do that and give some sort of reason. Just giving more backstory and memories between these two characters. Yeah. Never really knew that Chloe was a hoarder. Jeez. (laughs) Wow. Did you come across the half-consumed jawbreaker? Yes. How disgusting. (laughs) And they lick it. Oh uh, yeah, I totally did not lick it. You didn't was that lick it? it? No. I had her lick it. I'm like, no, this this is disgusting. I think <laughs> it it's the only gross. thing that she actually was able to throw out. <laughs> they didn't throw it out. Well, so, oh, maybe so. Maybe. If you lick it, she keeps it. That's re- that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing she threw out was the hoodie. Oh yes, yeah, the hoodie. Some other things I noticed while just walking around the room was like they really they're really playing up Chloe's interest in science. Mm-hmm. You know, and the fact that she's a good student. Right. Right. Her grades are actually better than Max. Yeah. Like she is a better, like she, she got accepted into Blackwell and that's mm-hmm. a big deal. You know, uh, at some point Max gets tired of helping Chloe with her chores. Chloe's excited for their free day and asks what they should do. So here's, here's kind of like the conflict of the episode is that Max has just learned, or maybe she's known for a while. I'm not sure, but that she's going to be moving. Her family is moving away mm-hmm. and, uh, to Seattle. And she hasn't told Chloe, Chloe about the move yet. So she's trying to figure out, you know, should we, should I tell her now? Should I try to wait till the end of the day? But it seems like a lot of the episodes is about, is about this. So it kind of gives you this, it gives you a choice what you want to say. It like does. You can, you can, you can decide to tell her now, tell Chloe now that you're going to move or tell her later. And I'm sure it makes no difference, but I'm curious to see how things play out if, if differently, if at all. So 
Well, based on on what you've already said, I'm guessing that we made the same decision. Okay. Here because I chose to tell her now. Yeah. With the the reasoning being that I figure tell her now so that we can enjoy this last day as a last day instead of like springing it on her at the last moment and and potentially just wrecking everything that way. Yeah, that was my reasoning too. You know, it, it's going to feel like I wish we had more time to say goodbye. Here's right. your opportunity exactly. to have the whole day together. Right. So yeah, I did I did say tell her now, but but she interrupts you and is like, "Nope, let's let's go and do this instead." Yeah. So she finds a cassette tape. You remember those? Mm-hmm. Audio. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey. So before we go too, too much farther, I'm trying to figure out the uh, the time that this takes place. So it looks like it's 2008 that this scene is taking place. Oh yeah. Because there's a reference to 2003, five years ago. So I think we're going to talk about the recording here in a second of the audio tape. But it seems like the kids recorded it in 2003 when they were like eight years old. Mm-hmm. And now they're just now they're listening to it five years later in 2008 when they're like 12. Right. And that's weird to me because in 2003. iPods were a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and and CDs have been out for 15 CDs years. CDs have been out for quite a while. So it's weird that there's this cassettes but also i was i was in college at that time so. well and but as <laughs> as an eight-year-old yeah they because they i think they were eight when they made that first yeah. recording like what else are you gonna do right yeah, yeah i guess get, it would make it would it would make sense if you're gonna record something because they else didn't have use? smartphones to record on no 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 so i guess that makes sense anyway so the, the recording is uh of them just playing pretending to be pirates captain bluebeard and long max silver <laughs> And apparently they've hit a treasure for themselves. Like they've set up this whole like treasure hunt uh, for their future selves. They recorded this and, and, and have been giving them hints about where to find this treasure. And apparently five years later, the these older girls, older versions of them don't remember too much of this. And so they decide to that's how they're going to spend the rest of the day is hunting down this treasure. I think that sounds like a really fun. Day. That sounds awesome. I mean, it sounds awesome if everything works exactly like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you need to go find this piece of paper. Sorry, that got thrown out, you know, two years ago. Yeah. Or you got to go find this amulet. So I don't know that that was that was tossed last, you know, last month or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it all works out, right? So step one is to uh, find find this map in Chloe's room. The treasure map. The treasure. Of course, it's a treasure map. (laughs) They're pirates after all. (laughs) I. So they do find that. And then the next step is to find the amulet in the attic. So we had a little bit of a uh, little bit of puzzles here. Chloe goes away and does whatever she's doing. I think she's going to go out to the backyard to the the place or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's Max's job to go into the super scary dark attic that's full of spiders <laughs> by herself. By herself, <laughs> but she can't even reach because she's like a foot shorter than than Chloe. <laughs> Yeah, so she's got to find some things to stack up. So it's kind of like a little bit of puzzle, but it does give you a chance to to walk around the upstairs. I was a little frustrated with this puzzle. Obviously, you there's the crate right inside the closet to stand on, and then I walked out in the hallway and went into the bathroom. There's nothing in the bathroom for you to stand on. Walked down to the end of the hallway, saw the bookshelf, interacted with the bookshelf, and. The only interaction was for her to say, wow, I, I bet no one's ever even read any of these books. <laughs> then go into the bedroom and there's a step stool, mm-hmm, put mm-hmm, that in there and, mm-hmm. and she's like, nope, still not tall enough. Mm-hmm. And then it ends up being the books. 
that it didn't give me an option to to act on prior? Well, no, you can't do it in that order. You can't put the books down and then put the steps to Why? Because it'll slip. It'll fall. It's a terrible <laughs> idea. Either way, it doesn't matter the order you put them in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is not a good idea. But <laughs> whatever. This is a 15-minute episode in which Max <laughs> dies of a brain heme. Chloe somehow gets powers, comes back in time, and says, don't put the books down first, you idiot. <laughs> right. In one of the rooms, we see that uh, Chloe's mom, Joyce has a pamphlet for signing up for an early childhood education certification program. Yeah, and, and downstairs, I think you find a note from William that says something about her, him being really proud of her making the step mm-hmm. or something like that. And, and, and they would, you know, whatever it would take, they'd make it work. Or right. Whatever. So that's cool that we saw that. Because she's, she's a cook of the diner at the diner. Does she's, she own the diner? She's a waitress at, at the Two Waitress whales. at the diner. Okay. At the Two Whales. And then you can also do some snooping around on the computer mm-hmm. and get some emails from Principal Wells yeah, about some sort of incident. Chloe's been in a fight or something like yeah, that. So it starts. But apparently her dad uh, stood up for her. Oh, yeah. And some replies. And then once you get up into the attic, it's just more pushing box, boxes around and furniture. And the amulet, I'm thinking I'm going to have to be searching through boxes. Like this is... I. I, mm-hmm. I dread doing this in my own house i was just (laughs) up in the attic today getting the easter stuff down (laughs) and uh, no it's just hanging from a string up there like it's been there for five years well probably i mean how often do you go in your attic uh every couple months i go into my (laughs) attic to get the different holiday decorations that's not where we store ours so yeah you just you get the amulet and then you uh max goes downstairs to the backyard to, to meet with chloe so Chloe's on the, it's like a play set, right? A, in the backyard. Swing set. Yeah. swing set. There's swings. I don't know if it has a slide or whatever. They seem too old to have this, but it's, it's fortunate <laughs> right. that it's still in the same location. Yeah. But anyway, Chloe's up on this, on this ladder. Like she's got a ladder propped up against the swing set and she's climbed up on top of it. Did it bother you at all that the ladder is like this far from slipping off of the swing <laughs> set? Like a center, like half a centimeter off? It didn't seem very safe. <laughs> But pirates don't care about safety. No. Pirates care about treasure. And apparently the way to find this treasure is you got to take the amulet, which is really just, I don't know, like a piece of glass, like a round mm-hmm. piece of glass with some markings on it that you attach to your pirate telescope. You know, Obviously. we all have one. Right. And uh, you attach it to the end of it so that as you look through the telescope, then it's it's overlaying this drawing on top of what you see. That was really cool. It's really cool. It is really cool. And so there's some markings on there for trying to get uh, like a, a landmark or whatever, like some way to line up the image. And so you have to like rotate it, right? You have to rotate the the lens mm-hmm. to, and then see that it lines up with, with some windows on the house. And then you can see uh, the X. Yeah. X marks the spot in the yard. So they do that. And one of my thoughts, and maybe this is just the dad in me coming out, I'm like, you're just going to dig a hole in your yard? <laughs> William is going to be so mad at you. If they were actually digging, if my kids were actually digging up something like that, I'd be okay with that. That would be okay. If I knew about it. Did you do the, when, when you're walking around the backyard, you, I, I assume you explored everything and then you, you start bouncing this ball off against some, I don't know, mural or something. Yeah. Did you go, like, did you do the trading insults? No. Like I start bouncing the ball and then Chloe comes over. She didn't come over for me. Oh, yeah. I don't remember why she came over or what she was saying, but 
<laughs> at some point they start like calling each other names like all right dude and then max is like all right bro <laughs> and, and then chloe's like don't you mean sis and then one of the choices you can say is actually i meant dweeb oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i did get that and they got they go back and forth a little bit and like i thought you meant like a rap battle no 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 not like a really you know not like the actual rap battles from the from the main part of the game but it's it goes back and forth and at some point i had the option to say punk and i said punk i called chloe a punk and chloe's like punks are cool and that just ends it right there and she she walks away (laughs) yeah so they start digging up this hole in the backyard and what they find isn't exactly what they remember it's some kind of canister some kind of container it's a giant beer container is that what it i could not tell what it was yeah it said it it definitely said beer on it It it's like large beer something i don't remember exactly what it was but it was it was a beer thing okay so they, they, they take it inside and start opening it up. And inside they find, alongside their stuff that they had actually buried, uh, another cassette tape with uh, cl- a recording of Chloe's dad on it, who says like, hey, I know that you are out doing that, but he's doing it in his dad power, pirate voice. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you're, I know I, that you, you buried this. I went out and dug it up, not because I wanted to steal your treasure, but because I was afraid that you guys might take a while to come back and this stuff may not survive very long. So I put it in this nice weatherproof container. Right. Instead of a crappy lunchbox. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty cool. This it was guy, really cool. You know, this guy's, he's a, he's a pretty cool dad. He, he's a really good dad. Yeah. Recording that, that whole video or whole cassette tape in pirate voice with all of the pirate language. And yeah, it, it was cool. Well, they put a lot of stuff in this. Basically it's a time capsule, right? Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they put a lot of stuff in there. Uh, Chloe finds one of those sketch art things, you know, it's like, I think it's one of those like black sheets of cardboard paper or whatever. And you scratch, you scratch it off and, and to reveal the like rainbow yeah. colors underneath. So she gets obsessed with that and runs off with that and starts drawing stuff. But there's a lot of stuff that you can uh, look at in here. Was there anything that stood out to you that the, you the want to talk about? The letters that they wrote to each other were really nice. Yeah. Well, my favorite, let me tell you, <laughs> my favorite were these like drawings of inventions. And one of them was called Flaming Fingers. And, I don't think I saw this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, flaming fingers. What you do is you put a piece of flint on your thumb and a piece of steel, steel. On, your, on your middle finger. And then so that when you were to snap, <laughs> that, that, would, that would ignite and create a flame. That was my favorite one. That is an awesome idea. I think, was there a comic in there too or was the comic somewhere else? Uh, oh, the final pain yeah, the final, of yep. the comic was mm-hmm. in there. Oh, and, and it was, they were flying and in that final pane of the comic, she said, we're going to power of flight this dude's face off. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So you have a chance to look around the house some more. And, and Max still is struggling with you know this telling Chloe about the move. Max starts to get real quiet and Chloe asks, you know, what's up? And I mean, Max actually takes a long time to, to respond. But we have another kind of a decision here. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell her? Or not tell her about the move. Did you just do the same thing that you did the first time? Yep. Or did you change it up? No, I didn't change it up. You got to tell her. You're running out of time. Yeah. Yeah. So I did the same thing. Told her. Tried to tell her. But in fact, well, so how does it play out this time? So, yeah. So for me, she says that she already knows because Mm -hmm. apparently Max's parents told Joyce and William and... She doesn't say specifically how she found out, but that she based that Chloe found out from her parents. Mm-hmm. So she already knew. She knew the whole time, and she was just trying to 
distract mm-hmm. Max from this and not wanting to talk about it. What do you think about that? Does that you know, I mean, does that fit in with? Yeah, I, 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 well, I think it's a perfectly understandable reaction to that news yeah. to to try and to kind of pretend it's not happening. Denial. Yeah, it's maybe not the best way to handle it, but she's twelve years old yeah. or whatever, so yeah. I, I don't expect many twelve-year-olds to make the 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 most emotionally sound decisions. And it's about this time when Joyce comes home. She's in tears. There's a police officer with her. At this point, we don't hear any more dialogue. Mm-hmm. We still have the music. Yeah, the music kicks in. But Chloe runs to her down the hall, and they talk a little bit, and Chloe just collapses onto the floor. Mm-hmm. And we know. Yeah, we, we as soon as that door opened. We, like, yeah, we exactly. know. We know what's going on, and we know that this is Chloe finding out that her dad just died mm-hmm. in the car accident. Ugh. I totally didn't see this coming, and I felt like such an idiot for not seeing it coming. But it makes sense. It the the timing of it makes sense. And as a way to wrap up this series, there really isn't a better way. Yeah, I mean but they're... man, it like it hit me like a ton of bricks <laughs> all over again. <laughs> I mean, where else was the story gonna go, right? Right. Like, oh at this point, maybe you're just thinking, yeah, they're just having a nice time together and this is the this is how they part ways. Well, and it only would have taken 10 seconds of thought uh-huh. because you know that William dies before Max leaves Yep, and William is still alive Yep, while you're doing all this stuff around the house. And Max is leaving in just a few days. Right. Joyce is not home right now. Like it was all there. Yeah. Yeah. Because the accident happens as a recap in case anybody doesn't remember something was wrong with Joyce's car or something like that. And so William had to go and pick her up from work and he got in the car accident on the way to the two whales diner. And in fact, so now we know that this actually happens. This episode that we played happens the same day as the portion that we played in the first series in Mm -hmm. season one. Part of what Max does is to go back in time by using a picture. Right. And to this specific day Mm -hmm. and try to try to get William to not leave the house or not take the take that car so he doesn't get in that accident. You know, right. She tries to hide his keys and things. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was earlier that same day. Yeah. So it really it really it does a good job of tying everything together. Mm-hmm. So did did you see it coming at all? I mean were you as surprised by it as I was? Probably not as surprised, but I just I just wasn't thinking about it, like you said. And blaming it on my low expectations for the game. I I didn't I didn't see it coming. But at this point, I felt like we'd already seen this so many times, right? Not mm-hmm. this particular scene, right? But we've already got we've already got the trying to fix this in the first season, mm-hmm. realizing that maybe that wasn't the best idea, and going back and undoing it, right? We've had so much of uh like imaginary ghost William in the and before the storm, mm-hmm. where we're now experiencing him in the car getting hit by. <laughs> right. like, I felt like I just I've I'm I I can't I can't feel anything more for this oh i still had all the feels (laughs) yep yeah i mean there weren't a ton of feels in episodes two and three they all came back when that door opened (laughs) so the next scene we're getting close to the end here the next scene is uh at the funeral and chloe joyce and max are there you see like joyce turns to chloe i don't know tries to give her a hug or something and 
Chloe just wants none of it. You can already see this rejection of mm-hmm. this, you know, this, you can see this relationship starting to break down and either Max was dropped off or she was there with her parents. And so we see her in the car with her parents leaving, like they're, they're moving, they're going to Seattle now, like yeah. right after the funeral. They're leaving the funeral with the loaded car. Come on. Wow. <laughs> Come on. No. You really have to leave that day right then, right then and there. Well, and you, you got to imagine that like maybe they were planning to leave the day before or something sure. like that, but funeral arrangements sure. take a few yeah. days. Yeah. And maybe they've already postponed the move. I know. So that they could be there for the funeral at all. I know. I know. But I know. It doesn't get much harder than that. Yeah. Well, and you can see the effects of that because now the very last scene is Chloe and Joyce coming home and Chloe very slowly walks up the stairs to her bedroom and Joyce just doesn't seem to know what to do with herself, you know? Right. Anyway, so Chloe gets up to her room and she finds yet another audio cassette from Max and a message from Max basically saying goodbye, but you know, sorry that she can't be there and this is, you know, the worst time and. But saying things that things won't really change. We'll talk will visit, and you know that none of that happens. Yeah, we definitely know that. Yeah. Uh, we definitely know that. And and Chloe at first seems to just not know how to take this, and then she just, you know, she breaks down in tears. And, you know, I don't know, does she, obviously she needs someone, mm-hmm. right? And Max isn't there, and she's alone. But how much do you see there with, does she think that she's never going to talk to Max again? Or do I don't f- think so, because she curls up into a ball clutching the cassette recorder Mm -hmm. you know like i i get the feeling that she might have went back and listened to that that recording another dozen times that day and so i i think she does believe that they're gonna talk and as we saw throughout before the storm chloe's chloe tries yeah and it's max that doesn't Mm -hmm. and you know when when you play season one, there's a little bit of backstory around Max and Chloe not really talking at all after Max leaves. But then in in the many episodes of Before the Storm, you find out a lot more details around Chloe really trying to make this long distance relationship thing work and Max not responding at all. And And you get a better understanding of why Chloe really starts to dislike Max as much as she does. And then this happens, and and the the picture is complete. Yeah, like she says over and over again. You know, she said in the living room that nothing's going to change. We're going to talk all the time. She leaves a cassette recording saying that we're going to talk all the time, and then she leaves on the day of the funeral. Mm. Like it couldn't get worse. No, I know that if if somebody were to you know leave, you can say. Yeah, we'll talk and all this, but I just, mm-hmm. at least for me especially, I, if I'm not near somebody, I don't see somebody often, mm-hmm. you know, I just, you know, just get, lose touch and... Right, life gets it in the way and... And uh, I just wonder how much of that, is she, is she thinking that at all? Because I feel like I would be thinking that, like, she's gone, like, she's gone, she left. Right, but you're a grown adult, she's 12. I'm a grown boy. Brain hasn't even finished growing at this point. In any case, it did feel like it. It did feel like it tied everything together. Like yeah. it was actually amazing in that way. Yeah, uh, way better than I felt. Episode three of Before yeah. the Storm did. Oh, agreed. So uh, that's that's all of uh, Before the Storm. Like I said, if you 
don't have the deluxe edition, you don't get to play this. But I think even if you bought the base game, you can always upgrade to the deluxe edition. I think so. So that's that. Yeah. So uh, this is a you know this is our time to talk about the whole series um, or just before the storm. We're not going to cover anymore because as far as we know, there's nothing else coming. There, there is a Life is Strange two in development, but it's not Max and Chloe, right? Like the original developers who did season one don't nod; they're working on Life is Strange two, and they've said that it's going to be a new location, uh, new characters. So it sounds like, unless you know, Square Enix, the publisher, decides maybe they want to do another spinoff, I think this is going to be all that we're going to see of Chloe and Max. I don't feel like we need anything else. No, I guess we just talked about how, you know, that was a great way to connect everything. Right. What else would there be? Because we don't need anything after the original Life is Strange. No. And we and we definitely don't need anything before this. Some people would say, well, what, what happens after the end of the first Life is Strange? Well, but, but how do you do that when you have two different optional two endings? completely different. Yeah. Some people might wonder what would happen afterwards, but I don't think that there needs to be a story told no. about that at all. No. I'm I'm in complete agreement. So yeah, I, I think that th- this really was as good of an ending as one could have possibly made for this. I, I can't I can't think of ways to to improve on this. I mean, I I you could have maybe made the episode longer and put some choices in there that matter, but they can't matter. But, but right? they can't matter, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to change the ending of this. No, the story is what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I feel like we've been talking about Life is Strange for a while now. It's been a few years, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with next. Yeah. You know, do you think that Before the Storm was, was worth experiencing, worth making, like, in terms of a story, in terms of expanding on what we know about these characters? Because uh, that's always the problem with when, mm. when a prequel is announced, right? Right. Do we really need to know the backstory here? Like, we already got the story with these characters. Mm-hmm. What more... Do we really need to know about how they became friends and all, you know, whatever the story may be? I am I am glad that it was made. I, I really enjoyed episode one. Episodes two and three were okay. They definitely had some really great moments. I mean, the the play scene mm-hmm. where where they're acting out the, the scenes in The Tempest was amazing. That was such a good part of, of this trilogy. I, and I, and I, this, I liked episode two. You know, you, you were a little down on it, but... I really liked the first episode. I really liked the second episode with the understanding that things were going to come together and something, you know, cool, amazing, powerful would happen in episode three. And, you know, I I felt like it didn't, but right. uh, I, you know, I think this makes up for it somewhat. I think this makes up for it, for it a lot. I kind of wish it wasn't a bonus episode. I really hope that everyone who plays through before the storm gets this episode and plays through it. it. It's, it's a necessary piece to to close out the series. And, you know, I, I think about, you know, other forms of media, and we talk about this a lot, but, you know, I think about popular TV shows or, or movies and stuff that never really got a great ending. Mm-hmm. And this did. Like, this really solidifies the entire series. I am perfectly okay saying this is done. This is this is a good ending. I'm I'm... I'm cool with this. What about people who never played the first season and only played before the storm? I don't think I don't think this bonus episode would mean anything. There's so there's so much fan service with in this episode between these two characters, assuming that you've played the first season. And like 
we said how we know exactly what happens when Joyce walks in. I don't know if that would be the case if you've only played before the storm. So maybe, I mean, is that why it's a bonus? It's for people Hmm. who, you know, before the game came out, we have this deluxe edition. And the main thing we're selling here with this deluxe edition is there's an extra episode where you play as Max from the previous season. And maybe it's really really meant for people who have played the whole series, maybe? Oh, I mean, it it definitely is made for people who have played the whole series. But I still just can't imagine only playing before the storm. No, I know that there are, but uh, yeah, lots of people out I'm there sh- who have. I'm sure there are people that fall into that category, but they're really missing out by doing that. They they all should have listened to our podcast where we told them <laughs> you should stop, <laughs> go back and play the original series. Every other month, it's on sale for five dollars. There's no reason not to. <laughs> all right, is there any, is there anything else? Is that is that it? I think that's are we it. done? I'm and and I'm and I'm glad. You know, I'm I'm feeling really good. I'm like so much better. Than, than I was at the end of episode three. Okay, well, that that concludes our discussion of Life is Strange Before the Storm, the whole series. Thanks for following along with us, and thanks to Deck Nine for, for creating this this addition to, this, to the series. So, as always, we want to know what you think of the game. You can send us your thoughts and feedback a lot of different ways. You can comment on the blog post that goes along with this. The website is over at thedigitalmediazone.com. If you're into Facebook, you can leave us comments there at facebook.com slash vgstoryplayers. And we're also on Twitter at vgstoryplayers. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to make sure that you're always getting uh, all of our latest episodes. We've covered many other games and have a fun lineup of games coming over the next few months. You can help others find us by leaving a review on Apple Podcast or wherever you find your podcast. And if you do that, we'd really appreciate it. It helps expand our audience and, and build the community around these story-driven games. But this has been another episode of Story Players. Thanks for listening. I'm Josh Pollard. I'm Joe Destazio. Adios. See ya. I saw in uh, somewhere that it looks like Chloe's mom, Joyce, wants to sign up for early childhood education, like a, cer- a certification, certification program, certificate, certification. <laughs> she wants to sign up for an early childhood education certification. <laughs> okay, I'm going to need you to say it the right way without laughing.